Welcome to the Real Estate Travel Academy podcast channel, where real estate and travel meet. Each week, we engage in authentic conversations with interesting and informed people from our worldwide network. Join us and learn how to conduct real estate business in foreign countries and seek a better understanding of cultural norms around the world. Here is your Real Estate Travel Academy host, entrepreneur and educator, Gene Joshin. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Gene Joshin of the Real Estate Travel Academy. And today I'd like to welcome Chris Owen, Managing Director, All Luxury Properties Limited, and Angad Singh, real estate broker and property consultant, Angad Singh Real Estate, both of St. Lucia. Welcome today, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Great. Well, it's great to have you both. I know you're enjoying the nice weather this winter, so it's uh, fantastic that we can check in like this on a call and find out a little bit about things that are happening uh, in the island of St. Lucia opportunities for real estate investing and anything else you can tell us. So I've got uh, a few things. I think I'd like to get started first. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Just tell us a little bit about your company, uh, All Luxury Properties Limited, how long you've been in the real estate industry and uh, anything else you can tell us of interest around that. Sure. Um, I'll start with the, the last question first. I've been in, this, uh, in the industry over 17 years. Um, I've started back with Le Parody, which was um, a golf and beach resort on the east coast of the island, 40-minute drive from the international airport. And then I branched off uh, to manage the Savills um, franchise, followed by Sotheby's, and now I have my own <clears throat> uh, real estate company, which started back in... 2016. So, and I deal mostly with um, from mid range up to the luxury end. But having said that, um, you know, I deal with uh, most of the properties across the island from north to south. Okay, great. And how about you, Angan? How long have you been in the real estate industry? So, I've been in real estate for the past eight years. Um, I have some similarities to Chris. I did start off with Sotheby's, so I worked there for four years, and four years I've been doing it independently. So I believe in real estate. It's very much keen that you have motivated sellers and motivated buyers. So anybody who is motivated to sell, I, I will work with, regardless of price point. I mean, I do cater to a mid-range and upper-income property, just like Chris, but anyone who is motivated, and I feel... In my heart, I can I can create interest in this property. I'm happy to represent. Fantastic, great. And God, how how did you um, get started in in the real estate industry? You you said you worked for several years with Sotheby's. So it was uh, I actually bumped into it. I I was never looking for a job in real estate because when I went to University of West Indies, I studied environmental management and geography um, in Trinidad. And uh, when I came back home to St. Lucia, I uh, was looking for a job. So the first opportunity that came to me was to sell advertising in a newspaper. It was actually the Sunday Times. And uh, I approached the, the CEO of Sotheby's at that time, um, trying to sell him an advert. I wasn't successful, but nonetheless, um, that same time, there was a vacancy. Someone just left. 
And he called me up the next day and asked me if I wanted a job. And I said, why not? Why not try something fresh and different? Because I mean, in, within my family, my dad was, is a teacher, um, my brother's a pharmacist. We've been sort of in the science field. Right. So it was sort of different for someone to kind of branch off. So it was an opportunity. There was a bit of risk in it, but I'm glad I took that step and tried something new. Great, fantastic. And Chris, how is uh, the, the property market uh, doing these days in St. Lucia? Sure, um, things are moving. Um, there are agents out there uh, that are selling. Um, you get mostly regional buyers as opposed to international. But having said that, um, based on what we're going through right now with this pandemic, uh, the Caribbean has always been considered a safer haven. Um, you know, it's the tropics, uh, the ease of getting around. Um, we have a great um, education system down here. So, you know, there's a lot of inquiries coming more than before, actually. Um, but having said that, uh, regional buyers, they're getting into uh, the resort developments because obviously anyone buying now, it's, you know, it's more speculative and it's purely investment. Um, in the past, we've had a really good run with the Airbnb business model. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't take away from the hotel margins because they are different types. Um, the Airbnb, you know, these are budget um, travelers looking for the best deal. But um, coming from that, you know, people realize, especially the guests staying in Airbnb, they realize the opportunities here in solution. And the ease of getting around the region because our airlift at that point, at that time, um, you could start off from early morning and you could fly to any of the islands, probably spend a day and back to St. Lucia. Um, I think the real estate market has never really sort of, um, we didn't have a flat line. I, I, we had more of a spike coming from the regional, um, regional market. Right. Well, it's got a, a great reputation. What would be some of the benefits on God of owning property or a second home or investment property in St. Lucia for somebody looking to invest from outside of the island? Well, just adding on to what Chris said. So you have the option of a second home where you can rent it out. So as opposed to coming on island and spending money to stay in a hotel, you can actually live in the in the property, you can use it as a second uh, rental income. Also, the the property taxes in St. Lucia are very low. It's actually a quarter of 1% of the market value of the property. So this is substantially lower than property taxes in the States, for, in, for instance. In the region? Yeah, in the region. Yeah, yeah. on the whole. Yeah. yeah. So. Those are the main benefits, I will say, uh, unless Chris has a few to add on to. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the long and short, obviously, it's a different world now. Um, the prices, well, let's compare two, three years back. Property prices in St. Lucia has always been um, uh, competitive 
the range on average is 35% lower than similar islands, Barbados, Antigua, St. Bart's, Grenada, just to mention a few. Right. And even more so, um, you know, I think, like uh, Angad mentioned earlier with motivated buyers and sellers, you have a lot of people willing to sell and walk away with a break-even price because they already have something else lined up because prices are coming down. The market is adjusting. And, you know, rightfully so, uh, people are able to, to restart. Yeah. They know exactly what they had and how to better it going forward. And again, everything is purely investment. So anyone building now locally, anyone buying from, from the region, they are looking at the rental benefits of it. And again, St. Lucia, um, similar to certain parts of the region, is a tax haven. There are no capital gains tax. There are no inheritance tax. And of course, any international buyers, they have the luxury of if you bought into a resort, okay. you don't pay tax on um, the rental income. Of course, you still have to deal with your local um, tax regime because obviously you have to, um, you know, give full disclosure of what you bought abroad. Right. But in terms of locally, um, there, there is a, a honeymoon period, as I would put it, for anyone buying into a resort, they don't pay income locally on the rental income. So I think the main benefit really is, you know, trying to maximize on your returns. So that's one of the main benefits. Just to add as well to, to what Chris was saying, um, the government of today, they're very much keen on encouraging investment. Absolutely. For instance, last year I sold uh, a, a, a hotel property, 17 rooms, and the buyer was from the States and he applied for various concessions um, I mean, numerous concessions, um, waivers on vendors' tax, stamp duty, uh, income for the next 10 years. And the government was happy to provide him with, with those concessions because he was going to firstly hire solutions, renovate a, a property that has been non-existent for the past 10 years. So government has very much promoted um, a high level of investment and interest in the island. Fantastic. Wow. Oh, that's good to know. Chris, what... Uh price ranges would would you see for investors maybe looking for that you know second home or looking for that airbnb type style investment where, where does properties typically start low middle end uh, a typical three a three bedroom 1800 square feet uh could set you back about three hundred and fifty thousand. okay US. right and it goes up you know to a million us it all depends on what you're looking for but having said that, in the north of the island, um, which I focus mostly, um, Angad, his specialty as well, it's just more the south side. Yes. But in the north side, um, you have a lot more access to amenities. And you're within a 10 to 15 minute drive anywhere in the north of the island. So whether you have a beachfront or you're a thousand feet above sea level, you still have 
the same access to the amenities. So you can start at 350, we cater for everyone. Budget of 350,000 US. If you wanna spend up to a million US, you have access to beaches, you have access to fine dining, shopping, you know, even the south of the island, it's an hour and a half drive, but it's a scenic drive. And I guess Angit could touch on the south later on. Um, so yeah, we it, it's, it's, it's a broad range. Excellent, good to know. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. I, I wanted to ask next though, what, and, and again, for you, you know, you, you came from Trinidad. What, what differentiates St. Lucia from the other Caribbean islands in the region? What would you say are some of the highlights that makes it a more uh, appealing place to invest? To invest, okay. Well, to, to add what Chris said earlier, um, St. Lucia is up and coming. So the price of real estate is substantially less than other islands. Sinusha has, well, the UNESCO World Heritage Site. No other island in the Caribbean, as I'm aware of, has a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the Pitons. And that's natural, not man-made. Yeah, not right. <laughs> we also have a driving volcano, which is quite unique. Nowhere in the world, you can actually drive in the volcano. Uh, so, I mean, Sinusha is also promoting a very eco-friendly, eco-touristic kind of traveler, the adventure traveler. Um, because of our unique terrain, it's almost, people sometimes say it's a Hawaii in the Caribbean because it has similar terrain, similar features of a very tropical oasis, I would say. Uh, so yeah, those are the, the main points about what differentiates the island from um, the rest of the Caribbean. Well, well just to add to Angel, I, I'm also originally from, from Trinidad. I mean, Trinidad is a diverse, you know, a diverse, I mean, it's so many different races um, uh, and the food is amazing. Trinidad is also my, my motherland. But the difference with St. Lucia, I mean, St. Lucia has my heart. The people are amazing. Right? You know, um, I would take foreigners around the island. Some would see it as poverty. Others would see it as natural beauty, you know, um, you get down to the south, so it's very scenic. You know, you have the lazy fishing villages. But these people, the little they have, they want to share it with you. So, I, you know, I, I found that so interesting, you know. Yeah. Very friendly. Anywhere, any part of the island you go to, you know, they welcome you. They want to know where you're from and this and that. So you don't feel excluded. Yeah. And the, and the great thing is that each village, they have a unique charm that really adds to the overall image of Senusha. So you go to a village in Sufre, you get a different kind of vibe, a different kind of um, people. I mean, everybody's friendly, but you just feel like a unique environment. It, it really adds to the overall appeal of Senusha. But I think that's because to the government is... Uh... Uh, they have a model they are working on, um, which they started last year, uh, village tourism. Yeah. I, I don't know, Gene, um, uh, in the past we've had um, the Grosile, um dance street party. street party. It's it's a must-do for any foreigners. I, I used to encourage all my potential buyers back then. I'd show them around and, and I encourage them to go out in the evening. 
And that is where you get the true sense of the local culture. You get the local vendors with all their food set up. You have the street party, you have, you know, the, the DJ, rum. Yeah. yeah, the DJ catered for different types of age group in terms of the music. So, you know, it was like a sense of belonging, you know, and, and international buyers, they come with expectations of, you know, looking for something with a Caribbean feel, even with purchasing property. They don't want the typical brick and mortar. They want open plan, open spaces where the indoor meet the outdoor lifestyle. So, you know, it's, and this is what Sinushi um, is all about. We understand what foreign buyers are looking for um, as an agent. Um, and I speak, I guess, broad for all the agents. Yeah. Um, you know, it's have, to have an understanding of what the buyer's budget, have an understanding of their lifestyle, whether they want to pass this down on to their kids. But, you know, there are certain opportunities that you can showcase. And most of the time we meet their or exceed their expectations. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that we encourage with our hibiscus uh, real estate tours is for people to, you know, explore the area at night and, and get to know the locals, the music and the food, the culture of the peoples. Uh, we were there last year on one of our real estate uh, cruises. We just unfortunately just had the, the day so we couldn't enjoy some of the nightlife. But uh, that's a good point, Chris, that you make that, you know, to really ex explore the flavor of the island. And that's what Absolutely. people fall in love with. Yeah. Yes. Great. What, uh, what else can you tell us? What's uh, something we don't know about St. Lucia? So something we don't know. Um, so St. Lucia was actually originally called Ayanola, which is the land of the iguanas. This was called by the Amerindians, which were the native people from South America. And another interesting fact is of the southern coast of Sanusha, there are two islands, Maria Island and actually Maria Major and Maria Minor. They are protected. And on Maria Major is the world's rarest snake. It's called the Sanusha Racer. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's indigenous it's, only to Sanusha. Oh, yeah. And also there's another endemic species uh, called the whiptail lizard. And it's the colors of the national flag. Excellent. Well, we're going to learn more about St. Lucia and the real estate markets. We're having an upcoming virtual tour with St. Lucia and, and both of you. So we're really excited about that at, at the Real Estate Travel Academy. It's been really interesting learning about the country and the island. Uh, just kind of last uh, things to ask you, Chris, first, what's your favorite place to go to on a day off? What do you like to do when you have a day off on the island? Sufre, the south side of the island. I go get my, my sulfur bath. Yes. They promise to take 10 years off of you. It hasn't worked, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm, <laughs> still, I'm still trying to, to find that solution. Well, so we'll probably have to apply for a refund. But Sufre, um, which is on the south side of the island, and just between the majestic pitons, uh, these are volcanic cones that rise up to 3,000 feet. And uh, it, it's my favorite place to be. 
you would find the uh, high-end, the luxury resorts at that end of the island. Um, for instance, Ladero, um, Anshasne, Shiga Beach. Um, these are great hotel destinations to sit back and enjoy the day. Nice. Thank you. That's great. And then, God, how about you? What do you like to do in your day off? I think Chris stole mine. <laughs> I actually really enjoy Supra. And most specifically, being between the Pitons. I can remember the first day I went there. It was like a whole new world. I was sworn I saw peacocks flying. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I did, maybe I did not. I don't know if I was either dreaming or if it was reality. But when you go there, it's so tranquil. The breeze is so fresh and cool. And well, you, there's no worry in the world. You can just stay there. Yeah. Uh, you can go fishing. You can go climb up the pitons. It's like you are one of nature. You, it's just an amazing feeling. And it's almost amazing. It's not for everyone, but it really is the, 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 the charm of St. Lucia, Sufre. And I will highly recommend it to anyone to try it out. But it's something that's really, truly magical. There's a reason why Sanusha is always referred to the Helen of the West Indies. There's a mystic beauty about this destination. It's amazing. I have come across a few um, foreigners that they, they come here and they don't want to leave. You know, it's, it's like a sense of belonging. You, you, in the north of the island, you know, it's typical of uh, a tourism destination. Yeah. But it's something about the south that grabs you. Yeah. yeah. Because the local people at that time, the Amerindians who came to the island, um, they did set up a lot of their um, homes around the Pitons. And they used to actually worship the Pitons as gods. And so there's a lot of petroglyphs and markings on rocks found in that area. So that area is actually quite historical in its preservation. So it was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's one of Senusha's most prized possessions and something we are tremendously proud of. Is there anything else I, I should have asked that I didn't? Oh, well, how, how soon buyers could come to Senusha? <laughs> yes, we'll send them. Well, we'll, ha we'll have the uh, virtual tour in a few weeks and uh, we'll definitely be promoting the island. And as things uh, normalize, you know, we're definitely going to be running our real estate tours to the island and working with both you gentlemen, for sure. Well, our borders are open to everyone. Um, obviously, um, there are protocols in place that we all need to adhere to. But certainly, um, you know, like everyone else, we take this pandemic on a very serious note. It's not a just getting people here, but it's taking care of our guests when they arrive on island. So, um, but, you know, we are quite eager to meet any and everyone, Absolutely. providing, of course, they follow um, the, the, all the health protocols. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to thank you both. It's been uh, great getting to know you both. And we'll see you uh, in a few short weeks. We'll have the St. Lucia virtual real estate tour. And we look forward to hearing from both of you then again. Thank you so much, Gene, for your time. Thank you for this. We really um, appreciate what you have done for us. 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Real Estate Travel Academy. Join us for future episodes where you will hear about real estate markets in exciting destinations around the world, gain insight into doing business in different cultures, and connect with global business leaders. Hibiscus International's Real Estate Travel Academy membership program can be found at hibiscusinternational.com, where real estate and travel meet.